Today on the show, we learned how to get a job fast, best practices when you're hiring someone for your startup, and how to get a show started just like this one. Welcome back to the Jason Croft Show. Heck, welcome me back to the Jason Croft Show. Uh, for those of you who have been following along, it's been a little bit of a gap since the last episode, but we're back on track and rocking and rolling. My guest on the show today is Julian Placino. I have the good privilege of, of calling this guy a friend. He is an absolute powerhouse. And, you know, the most amazing thing about him is that he's the type of person that just makes a decision to move forward with something, and, and that's it. It's full steam ahead. Julian is the lead recruiter at Bottle Rocket, an international mobile studio designing apps for just about every large company you can name. And they're based right here in Dallas. And at the time of this interview last year, Julian had just launched his podcast, Pathways to Success. And he's up to like 50 plus episodes now and thousands and thousands of downloads. And with all of that, you know, it's the word on the street is though that, you know, episode 15 of his show is the absolute best one. That's just, that's just what I hear. Check it out for yourself. He's also gone on to be signed as an on-camera talent with the Kim Dawson Agency and regularly speaks at events all over the place. So I'm really excited to bring this interview to you and to get these incredible tactics that Julian shares, but also to hear his story and how he focuses on exactly what he wants and goes after it. And quickly, before we get started, I want to give a big thanks to uh, Bentley Davis. Uh, he has been guiding me along on the audio side of things with this show as I've released some episodes and salvaged the audio in this episode, for instance, um, after we had some technical issues recording. So, um, yes, thank you very much, Bentley. I really appreciate appreciate the help. All right, let's get rolling. All right, Julian Placino. That is me. Man, why am I having a hard time saying that i don't know welcome to the show welcome thank to the car you. thank you jason croft a pleasure to be here this is awesome i'm excited man i no longer talk to people uh sitting still yeah so that's just the rule that i have so we're getting in the car and we're driving so i have known julian uh for a few months now yeah. right tell us a little bit about your background i know you through uh your role at bottle rocket mm-hmm and the specialty that you have there, as well as your new podcasting endeavor. That's right. Which is, I'm really excited about. You're <clears throat> killing it, I will say. I will say that uh, without a doubt. Um, but take us back. Tell, take us a little bit into your role at Bottle Rocket and, and your specialty and what's sort of led you on this path so far. Yeah, sure. So for the past 10 years, I've been working in the field of professional recruitment and staffing. So I would serve companies by helping them find the best talent in the marketplace. And I would help individual job seekers find the best opportunities in the marketplace. And uh, over the course of my career, I've had the great privilege of having successfully helped advance the careers of hundreds of individuals in a multitude of different disciplines. So the first half of my recruiting and staffing career was on the agency side of things. I worked for uh, amazing third-party headhunting companies like Robert Half and also K-Force. And uh, the second half of my career has been on the corporate side. Uh, so today I work for Bottle Rocket Studios. We make high-profile mobile apps for iOS and Android devices. Uh, and I oversee hiring for the organization. Very cool. What's, what's a couple of the main differences, approaches, feelings in both of those 
<laughs> sides of the coin there. You know, you, you have a, I have a more of a sense of connectedness on the corporate side, so working internally for a company, mm -hmm. because unlike on the agency side of things, you know, once you place a candidate, that's kind of the extent of the relationship you have with them. Um, they have a 90-day guarantee, hopefully that doesn't work out and you don't have to replace them again. But here at Bottle Rocket, I get to hire junior engineers, see them proceed through their career, become leads, technical leads, move into management, and it's great to see that career progression and really to be part of the team. Oh, so yeah. instead of having external stakeholders, my hiring managers are my customers and they become my friends and we develop relationships. So I feel much more connected on the corporate side of recruiting. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So you've really honed your craft there. And, mm -hmm. and now through the podcast, I want you to jump in and, 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 and talk about that, both the motivations for it <laughs> and the really what you're trying to accomplish through this, through this podcast. Because it, it intertwines certainly with what you do and your specialty is. You know, it does. And, and I'll be the first to say that I have tried. I've been kind of a, a wannabe entrepreneur now since probably 2008 and 2009. And I've done a lot of things and I've been met with some mediocre success. I've bought, fixed, and sold homes. I've bought, fixed, and order finance mobile homes. I've taught the skill to my parents and they're doing way better than I am at it. I've done internet business, network marketing. And I've been met with mediocre, mediocre success because I think it has something to do with me always wanting to put the money first, right? But for the first time ever, I'm trying to find this perfect intersection of what am I truly passionate about and what are some of the natural skills that I have as a human being that have served me and where does that intersect with creating value for other people? Well, something I have always been deeply passionate about was having interesting conversations with people that I found interesting. And something that I noticed that would take place during this process is that value was being created in the form of advice, specialized knowledge, and even entertainment. So I figured why not capture these conversations and share them with other people. And that's why I started the Pathways to Success podcast because this is that true intersection for me. Oh, that's great. And you dive into, I mean, you, it centers around, it sort of anchor maybe the, uh, the hook, if you will, is hiring, not necessarily hire, but those skills, those job skills yeah. and things like that, but you go well beyond that, right? So I have, in 10 years of recruiting experience, I've conducted hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of interviews with many different levels of professionalism, many different kind of skill sets, and a lot of times those conversations are around screening someone in or screening someone out for, for, a, for a job. But this is a new angle on my interviewing ability. It's less about that but more about helping someone tell and facilitate their story, deconstructing any kind of excellence they, they might have and sharing the lessons they've learned with people who are trying to do the same things. So it's an interesting spin on my ability to interview for a different set of purposes, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because I would imagine that one definitely helps the other, right? <laughs> and yeah. back and forth. Right? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think something that I have had to learn along the way interviewing candidates is, is a level of empathy because because a person's job is like one of the most of course important things to them ever it's it's the way that they feed their family themselves you know what they do for most of the time when they're outside of the family that's a big change and if you're doing it just to make a placement i don't think you're doing it for the right reason but if you're doing it to help that individual then you become better at asking questions and making sure and objectively looking to see if this is the right opportunity for them. 
Now, with this kind of format, it's all about thinking about my audience, how I can help them using my guest, how I can promote my individual guests and get their brand and their business further out. And it helps everything. You know, I win because it increases my downloads and my exposure to get my message out. It helps my guests promote their brand and whatever service they might have and and share their lessons. And it helps the audience by learning from these world-class performers to get them closer to their goals. So it's that perfect intersection. And you just you just started you just launched this a few weeks ago, right? Four and a half weeks ago, and uh, I've just surpassed a thousand downloads. See, so. killing it, big time. I have to say, I got a lot of help from this guy here. Jason Croft has been an incredible oh. mentor. Uh, he's an absolute legitimate veteran of the video production. World. I think it was more like okay. <laughs> Everything Jason's doing isn't working. Let me do the yeah. opposite. Yeah. You can learn from failures as well as successes. Exactly. See? No, I'm just kidding. Jason's amazing. He, uh, he, I was so terrified of the technical aspects. Here's the biggest joke in the world is that I'm a technical recruiter because I hire software engineers, right? But I can't write a line of code. I'm so, I'm like the worst millennial also. I'm just now learning social media because I now have something to say. And this guy, I think you're older than I am, right? I don't know, Jason. But uh, he no. was so natural with social media. It also my podcast, insulting my age. <laughs> this so. is just this episode is never going to share. Um, or, or, but uh, he he walked me through kind of the, the logistics of uh, podcasting, um, hosting with Libsyn and stuff like that, and you really kind of simplified this process for me. So, well, thank you, Jason Croft. Well, I'm glad. Give me some uh, folks who who you've had on and, and who you have coming up. So I had Yasmin Tadia. She is episode one of the Pathways to Success. I actually went to high school with Yasmin. I mean, we were good friends in high school. Now she is the CEO of Fluff Pop Incorporated. It is a, uh, uh, a, a very high classy gourmet niche kind of uh, 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 cotton candy. And oh, wow. uh, she travels the world. She goes to these incredible celebrity parties. She's walking red carpets and really sharing sweetness around the world. That's one. Ian Parkinson, former Sergeant Ian Parkinson, uh, shares his experience going from the military to the private sector and how he's able to translate his military experience into the private sector to ultimately build a career in technology. That episode is designed to help any of our veterans who might be struggling to find work. Um, Alex Craig is the founder of the Potato Parcel. That's so right. <laughs> Alex made $10,000 a month shipping personalized potatoes through the mail. This ridiculous endeavor landed him on many mentions, CNBC, Mashable.com. He was even featured on the Steve Harvey Show. And he walks us through an incredible wild journey through his experience with the Potato Parcel. So those are just a few. And right now, I actually have over a two-month backlog of guests wanting to come on the show and sharing their story. So that's fantastic. Yeah, so, that's how, awesome. so how are you using social right now and getting found and, and getting those those downloads? So I actually have credit to another guest, my sister, Billy Placino, who lost 30, well, well over that, I think, X number of pounds, 30% body fat, went from a size 16 to size two, right? So she's wow. got thousands of Instagram followers and she actually originally started showing me the ropes of social, how to get, get a message out. Um, so that's what I'm doing. I am, uh, I for the most part, I'm using social to, to, to pre-market episodes and also to gain subscribers and share the episodes that are actually coming out to let people know what I'm doing and creating them in resharable format so it can go viral. I mean, that's yeah. probably not the best word for it. Uh, but yeah, but just yeah. give it that potential, get it out into the world. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So um, what's what's the sort of bigger picture to this is there, is there one right now i mean you're you're in the middle of things right with the with the podcast you just mm-hmm. launched and it's fresh 
But you mentioned too your entrepreneurial side, yeah, and how this is a different approach to that. Well, what's that bigger entrepreneurial endeavor with this? So, or, or is there one? So I have to say, Bottle Rocket is by far the best company I personally have ever worked for, and I'm saying this objectively as a hiring professional. Not, I not can because it's recording right now. Not because it's recording, <laughs> no. But I've, I've done staffing and recruiting for 10 years in the Dallas area. I have a good knowledge of the kinds of businesses that exist, and I can say with certainty, Bottle Rocket is a special company where people want to work for, and it's just consisted of these brilliant craftsmen from engineers to creatives, project management, and all the disciplines that we have. I can't think of a better job than I would ever have working for another person. But the bigger, bigger image here is if there was any way that I could uniquely serve the world through something of my own personal endeavor, that's what I would want to spend my life doing. So, so that's where I want to start. And what does that look like? <laughs> Do you know yet? <laughs> you know, I'm having a great time just having a conversation with you. I'm not saying it because we're recording or anything like that, but I really enjoy having these deep conversations. If there was a way to, to really blow the podcast up and to have, because right now I'm on, a, I'm on a weekly release schedule every Monday, right? But if I could increase that, if, if eventually um, this turns into some other kind of revenue opportunity for sponsorships or anything like that, and there was a way to, to build a lifestyle business of serving others through this medium of a podcast or any kind of you know meteor show, that that's what that's what I would love to do, man. Well, that's great. There's something there's something about it about the medium for sure, and, and and if you if you do have it, if you do feel it, it it definitely grabs you, and you without a doubt have it. I mean, you sent me sample episodes when we were going through, and I was just I can tell from the beginning, like there's you know maybe a technical thing here or there. Mm -hmm. But it was just like, oh, he's gonna blow it up. Like this is, it was just there from the beginning. Yeah. And, and I think your your presence, your interview style, your 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 true like, I mean, love of the other guests, right? Yeah. Love of the conversation, and yeah. love, like you you feel that. You know, you're not just going down a list of questions. You're really engaging with them, and, and I, I think you're doing a great job. And, of it. and that's why I love it, Jay. You know, you you hear about people finding something that they love to do. And sometimes you kind of from afar envy them because you're like, man, I don't know if I've ever, I don't know if I'm ever going to find that, right? But this whole idea of podcast, it's not even a chore to me. I've fallen in love with the process and I'm reading a book right now, it's called How to Find Your Passion. And one of the clues or the markers it says in this book is that you found your passion when everything that you do towards the pursuit of your goal is fun and exciting and you can't wait to do it. Well, I love the process of reaching out to guests, to interviewing them, to producing the podcast technically and then to marketing the entire thing none of it is work to me time slips by as i'm doing all of this stuff you know oh, so great. that's why i know i'm at least close to finding what ultimately it is that i can uniquely do to serve other people so yeah. well it's it's an interesting thing too because it's certainly it's certainly harder to try to build something on the side as you've been doing since like you said around 08 like you've tried to build something yeah outside of a full-time job and having that stability in some ways it's easier because you you have an anchor there right you know financial anchor yeah yeah but then there's a there's a time commitment that goes along with that do you think that's has that played into not being full force on the on the other endeavors you think 
not jumping in with both feet, maybe. So a few things also that I've learned, at least in my entrepreneurial experience, is I've had a tendency to sort of see opportunity in everything, right? Therefore, I try a whole bunch of things at the same time and be met with mediocre results. I'm not doing that this time around. I want to focus on one thing and get it great. Um, so I'm really looking to go deep and not wide with a bunch of other opportunities. Also, I think it's an advantage that I have a full-time job in doing this on the side. Robert Kiyosaki, by the way, that book, that's one of the books that really changed me fundamentally of how I look at business, how I look at income, and how to create a lifestyle. Um, but rich, he says, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Rich Dad, Poor Dad, yeah. So he says to mind your own business, which is to keep your job, don't disrespect them, do everything you can to support that uh, organization and to kind of look at it as your own investor until you're able to start your own different thing, right? But that's advantageous for me. So I have all of my my, my necessary expenses and everything covered at the same time I can still work in a passion business. Yep. And that's great. I want to build something and make it grow and see where what it turns into. Yeah. So I think it's actually an advantage. Oh, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Um, and it actually forces me to focus on one thing and not a bunch of different things. Because you don't, don't have time. Exactly. Have you ever experienced that before? Oh, it's like constantly. you do way too many things. You There's the shiny ball syndrome and um, you just want to go after it and set the world on fire and then you just a week later you're like, what did I just do? That was a good right. time. Because you, know? so, you can, you know you can be good at it. Like you see that something you're like, oh yeah, that makes complete sense. You yeah. learn how to do it and it's really hard sometimes to say, well, I shouldn't do it though. <laughs> That's really tough. Yeah. I mean, you hear like all the business greats, like Steve Jobs says one of the best things that he has ever learned as an entrepreneur is to say no to things. That's so right, man. Yeah. And also the, oh man, I forgot who wrote, I think it was the creator of Basecamp. Man, I'm so bad at citing references, but he says- Jason Fried. Is that him? I don't know. But he said something to the effect of a good way to test if a good idea is good is don't do anything on it for a period of time, like a week or so. Mm. Revisit it and see if it still is a good idea and you still have those same feelings and pursue it. And I'm learning that also because I have like a hundred ideas every single day, right? So right. I capture them all in my, my Trello board and then I revisit that. I'm like, man, what the heck was I thinking? Right. Was right. I drinking too much wine when I was thinking <laughs> right. about this idea here? Or yeah. So. For me, a lot of times it's, it's the late at night. Just like, oh, this is fantastic. This is awesome. This is great. shower. Right. And then you the, wake up the next morning you're like, uh, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this could hit my career. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for some of those folks, I think, I think you know, we've got, we've got people really on, on, on both sides of the hiring process. Yeah. Out, you totally. know, out there watching, listening, um, people looking for work, people who are maybe newly entrepreneurs or just some insights into, into what to look for. Mm -hmm. um, give me some of the, give me those first, the, some insights that you've gained over these last 10 years from, as an entrepreneur out there, maybe making <clears throat> a first or second hire. Um, what, what are some of the things that are, that are most crucial? So I think the single most important thing you can do is check references. So at Bottle Rocket specifically, I've been there for a little over four years. One out of every two hires that we've ever made has been an internal referral that has, is, and always will be our number one go-to resource for future hires. Bottle Rocket is not unique in the sense that's pretty much every other company. I can say that with certainty because of my third-party recruiting background, we're always looking for referrals. Why? Because they are recommendations based on trust. I would much rather hire someone who I've gotten a great reference from who I trust versus someone who can dazzle me in an interview. So check references and try to recruit for the networks of people that you know, love, and trust. 
So like man, attracts has, like in this business. He so. has really chick references. Yeah. Oh man, I'm in trouble. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we do drug testing too. So uh, cut. <laughs> yeah. So so that's probably the single most important thing I could I could say, and that's okay. and that's always going to be. I mean, that just makes sense, right? Don't you want to hire somebody that you like and you know has a proven track record? The only way to do that is to get a reference. It, so. it, and that leads me to to then the flip side too, because that is so prevalent. I mean, in Norman, how it should be, honestly, yeah. in, in in terms of how I met you. Best, I met but, you through Jason Osborne. Absolutely. And then you introduced me, or you actually know several people that we've actually hired at Modern Rocket, right? Yeah. It's this crazy little network that we have. So. Oh yeah, and it's, it's so great. And then, so, but that other side means the person out there looking for a job yeah. who's on LinkedIn, maybe at most, you know, going through, kicking out resume, resume, yeah. resumes. I mean, I've heard that's as small as maybe a 2% of hires that actually happen out there. So you want me to give advice to the job seeker? Yeah. The most is, there, is, there, is there a better approach? Yes, there's a better approach, and it's called pick up the phone and call the hiring manager. So in the world of professional recruitment and staffing, we do something called an NPC or a marketing call, right? So basically, we would find a candidate who is not necessarily looking for a job, come up with a sizzle or a marketing statement. This person saved X number of dollars for this company, a streamlined process, this, 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 and this. And then we would leave voicemails about this candidate to companies around. And usually, maybe one out of 10 will make a bite. So. Gotcha. Instead of being the third party middle, instead of using a third party middleman, do that yourself. Once you apply to a job, that's just the bare minimum. Now go to LinkedIn, research who the hiring manager is, in-mail them, email them directly, pick up the phone and call them and then pitch yourself to them. I realize that's a little bit scarier, that's a little bit more counterintuitive, but sure. dude, that works. That's how the professionals, the experts do it. And this is how I've gotten actually the last three jobs that I personally have had. It works very, very well. So pick up the phone and contact the hiring manager directly. That is a great insight that I hadn't even thought about. Because I you know, I think about it in terms of like, oh, definitely build your network and build your, you know, <clears throat> you know all of that, yeah. which is a massive separate thing. But to be your own recruiting agency, yeah, dude. just like they do, <clears throat> that's, fan that's fantastic. Because to me, that's something, and I think probably people out there looking for a job I have the same thought that like, oh, that's, what I, I couldn't do that. Like, that's not what you're supposed to do, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? And you know what? That actually adds value to the employer because here's the thing. Thousands, I get thousands upon thousands upon thousands of applicants for every single position, right? For example, there was one role that we had for an accounting clerk. That is a very prevalently used or prevalently hired position in the marketplace. So yeah. the same day that I posted that job, I got 20 resumes. By the end of that week, I got a hundred resumes, right? Wow. So that's daunting for the person sifting through the resumes because that's more work to do. So here's what happened. Probably towards the end of that week, somebody came to the studio, knocked on my door, asked to speak with me, handed the resume. I looked quickly at the resume and I was like, okay, there might be something here. I interviewed this individual, found out she was the former controller to UT Southwestern and immediately noticed that the, the force was strong within this person. I passed her on to my boss we hired her the next day. And no, wow. you know what? I didn't even click through a single one of those other resumes. So wow. is that cheating? No, it's smart. It works. Absolutely. And that's all that matters when oh, it comes to wow. getting a job, right? That's, so that's, oh, that's incredibly <clears throat> valuable. Yeah, yeah, totally. And that it, happens all the time. Yeah. It happens all the time. Well, and especially, I would imagine too that, you know, it's a lot easier for somebody who's in sales, looking for a sales position or maybe even a marketing position yeah. who it comes a little more naturally to them to make that call and be proactive. Right. But I would imagine the 
the engineers, the accounting managers, mm-hmm. all of those folks. Like, if you're out there doing that, being that proactive, <clears throat> that's got to be separating you massive. There's got to be a tiny, tiny percentage that actually goes through and does that. Yes. So my advice for the really introverted individual who's afraid to pick up the phone and do something like that, find a way to network your way into them. The IT community specifically, if you're looking for a job locally, is pretty tight. One of the great things about LinkedIn is that it gives you second and third degree connections. So there's a good chance if you find the hiring manager, someone within your network might be able to give you an introduction. If you're scared of reaching out to the direct hiring manager, reach out to your friend who knows this person and ask for a referral. So there's a way of making a cold call warm by using your contacts in your relationships. Well, isn't that, would you say that's even a better way, even if you aren't afraid to make that call, isn't that better if you can get that introduction anyway? Yeah, yeah, I think uh, that's the way that I typically would go. If I find the, the picking up the phone thing, that's a good practice to do, but usually I will do that if I have no other resources, right? Gotcha. But I try to network my way in first and go in through that network because again, a referral is a recommendation based on trust. I will I will talk to a referral more than the most amazing of applicants because it's coming in through someone that I trust. Yeah. So penetrate those trust circles. That's great. Yeah. So I want to wrap things up with your show. Yeah. Give me all the details for the show. How do they find it? How do they find you? Yeah, so you can actually just go to iTunes and type in Julian Placino or Pathways to Success and uh, you will show me up. You can check me out at julianplacino.com. The Pathways to Success podcast is live in iTunes, Stitcher, and also SoundCloud. And uh, you can find me on social, Instagram. I'm the only Julian Placino that exists in the universe, I think. So I got really lucky with that domain, (laughs) the name, and everything like that. Um, I'm most active on Instagram and I, uh, I send that out to Facebook as well. So those are the two channels. I'm also on LinkedIn. Um, it's been a very aged profile because I've been recruiting for a long time. I think I qualify for line status. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, those are all the different ways you can reach me. Uh, JulianPlacino.com. That's great. And give me, I just want to end a little bit. I want to make sure we cover about that show because it is Pathways to Success. It does go far beyond jobs that it needs. And you touched on it a little bit, but dive into some examples that that are that you're going for outside of that really as a human being trying to move yourself forward what what were some of those themes that you're going to you have and we'll try to touch on like on the topics of conversation Uh so to be true to the core method to, to the core idea of this being a passion project i have to be interested in the topic or the interview is not going to be you know, sincere or anything, right? So luckily I have lots of interest in entrepreneurship and business and marketing and sales and health and wellness. Like I have a lot of fitness guests and stuff on there. So anything I personally am interested in is is going to be on the show. So those are a lot of the topics that we're gonna be covering. If you guys have any kind of advice for the show, if any topics you want to to propose, feel free to hit me up as well. And uh, I'd be happy to, to kind of further explore those things because because luckily I'm interested in a lot of different things. And honestly, that has actually been a, an advantage of mine as a recruiter is because every person I have ever met is always able to do something better than me. And I'm always able to do something better than them. So there's always a mutual exchange of value, right? So there's always an opportunity to learn and to teach from any person that you ever have the chance to meet. And 
that's why I get really excited about that thing. Because whenever I meet someone who's achieved a particular kind of success that I want in my life, I become automatically drawn to that person. And I ask him questions, how did you, like when you and I met, right? Mm -hmm. Oh dude, you're, you have a show, you know how to podcast, how do you do this stuff, right? Yeah. And it was through that conversation that we're even here right now. Right. Right? <laughs> right. And now I have That's a podcast, so now I have over a thousand downloads, now I have a, a billing fan base, all because of that conversation, right? So if we awesome. recorded that, that could have been a podcast for anyone who is looking to start a podcast. Exactly. Exactly. Boom, drop the money. <laughs> right? I love that. And that's, you know, maybe that's that's the real positive out of, you know, you mentioned it earlier how in the past you, you really had that shiny ball syndrome, right? Like chasing yeah. this and that. But the, the positive spin of that, the positive aspect of that trait is exactly what you just described. Because that interest is there. You can find that interest really quickly in somebody else, in yes. what they're doing, and boom, you can run down that that path with them mm -hmm. really quickly for an episode and make that a really meaty, wonderful episode because you have that natural tendency. Yes. To be interested, you know. Yes. No. Exactly. And that's it. That's it. It's. It's. I have to be interested. You know, because then the questions start coming naturally. Yes, I prepare for all of my interviews, but at the same time, I want it to flow organically as if we were having just a conversation of exploration. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. I love it, Julian. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for inviting me. This is so cool. And we're parking now. Love it. So I can no longer talk to you. We have to be driving. Oh, good. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks man. I hope you enjoyed that episode with Julian as much as I did. I'm thrilled that I finally got to share that with you. Make sure you reach out to Julian and check out Pathways to Success. All the show notes are at djsoncroft.com forward slash podcast. All right, we'll see you next time. It's Saturday night. It was Saturday night and I'm feeling kind of silly. Winter coat on because the air was chilly, but I'm going to make my way out to the record spot. Got to find some new breaks for the beats to rock. I got to come with the flavor like some lifesavers on now and later. Dr. B maker. If I'm a player, it's like you take deck. And if you miss the gig, then take a rain check. Stacks of wax piled high to the ceiling. Need a U-Haul truck if I would think about stealing. But it's not my speed, so I commence with the digging. No kidding. Something that'll keep the beats hitting what I'm getting. So much to choose from, bro.